Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And it is Bruce Claggett in for Mike Smith on a day where the minimum wage has gone up in our province. But how much are we making? And how much money do we make as compared to, say, some of the top CEOs in the country? Well, if you go back two years, which is the last time that there was a thorough report on the average CEO pay in this country, we're looking at about $14.3 million in total compensation, with some CEOs making in total compensation packages up to over $80 million in Canada. Well, CEOs now are getting some smaller raises, but still it would take uh, your average employee, not even the ones making minimum wage, but the average employee about two lifetimes to match the annual pay of some of the CEOs of your top traded companies. Wow, it's quite something. Well, Sarah Anderson is a global economy project director and uh, inequality.org co-editor. She joins us now to talk a little bit about this. Sarah Anderson, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Bruce. Great to be with you. So I'm hearing about uh, some of these pay increases being a little bit more in line, but we're still way out of whack when it comes to the difference between CEO pay and uh, that of your even average professional within the company. Absolutely. So I'm based in Washington, D.C., so I mostly look at the CEO pay trends here in the United States, but they're very similar to what's going on in Canada. And uh, last year, after two record pay increases, uh, CEO pay didn't increase as much, uh, but it still did go up 0.9%. And this is at a time when workers uh, in the U.S. are really struggling. Their wages aren't keeping up with inflation. If they're lucky enough to have a a retirement account, the average uh, drop in the value of uh, what we call 401k retirement plans was about 20% last year. So people are really worried about their uh, retirement security. And yet CEO pay still uh, keeps going up. It's interesting because I did take a look at the comparison between CEO pay in the States and that in Canada. And it's about the same uh, for the averages. In fact, in Canada, it's a little bit ever so slightly higher for the CEOs. Uh, why is this? Yeah. You know, it, it comes to me as a bit of a shock when I hear about these big pay increases, but is it you just have to pay that amount of money to get the best and brightest? <laughs> well, that is the standard argument of the corporate boards that are approving these outrageously big uh, pay packages. And what I find amazing is they'll say that um, they give out really big rewards uh, to reward good performance, but then they sometimes give even bigger pay packages in times when companies are doing really badly because then they argue 
oh, well, we don't want uh, the CEO to abandon ship in the middle of a crisis, and so we have to pay him even more. So it really doesn't matter what, what seems to be going on with the company. They just keep uh, pushing up these pay levels. And a lot of it is because the people who sit on these boards have a vested interest. They're either executives at another company or for some other reason don't want to rock the boat. And unfortunately, policymakers haven't really stepped in to do much to rein in executive pay, even though we've seen how dangerous it can be, um, you know, with the most obvious example being in the lead up to the 2008 financial crisis when uh, Wall Street executives chasing their big bonuses drove our economy off the cliff and had huge ripple effects in, in other parts of the world. So, um, you know, I, I find that people across the political spectrum in, in this country, in the U.S. anyway, they're all outraged about CEO pay and the gap between CEO and worker pay. And I'm just hoping that they'll, they'll put more pressure on companies and policymakers to do something about it. Yeah, you mentioned this, and I find it a bit of an interesting one, even when a company starts to lose money and hit some very rocky, turbulent times, you see the increases for the CEO still high. And that one argument is, uh, of course, well, it's because if they weren't there, it would be so much worse. Or that's when you need a CEO that's this talented is when things hit these rocky times. But one would think that that would also apply to your regular employee, would it not? Yeah, you don't hear that argument too often, though, do you? When a company hits a tough time, they don't talk that much about ways to retain their talented uh, lower-level staff, even though, you know, the pandemic opened our eyes even wider to the fact that people uh, who often do very low-wage work are absolutely essential to keeping economies going, food on our tables, really for um, basic functioning. It's not just the guy in the corner office who's bringing value to these companies, and yet there is still that mindset. And like I said, even after the financial uh, crash, when these same executives like crashed the economy, they really fought hard against any restrictions on their executive pay. They were still defending these guys as the top talent that they couldn't afford to lose. And we saw similar things during the, the pandemic, which, you know, executives weren't so directly in, involved in uh, causing that crisis, but they did, you know, make uh, people more vulnerable to it by underpaying people for a lot of years so that they were on the financial edge when that crisis hit. But one of the most extreme examples to me was Carnival Cruise Lines. Um, in 2020, they still had employees stranded in the middle of the ocean on ships. They couldn't figure out how to get these people home or to safety. And what did they do? The board was fixated on retaining their CEO, so they gave him this huge retention bonus because they were so afraid that he would abandon the company in the middle of that crisis. So, um, yeah, it, it does, it's a system that doesn't make much sense to pretty much anybody who's outside the corporate boardroom. You know, last year we had all the talk about the great resignation. Uh, People just quitting their jobs, doing other sorts of work. Let's talk about that now. But do you see that there is a different way of viewing work that could have more of a focus on CEO pay not being the greatest example? Yeah, well, I was in here 
encouraged to hear you talking about how the minimum wage was going up in British Columbia. I think that, you know, one thing coming out of the pandemic is that a lot of lower-wage workers feel like they deserve a lot better treatment. They deserve to earn a living wage and have decent benefits and, you know, be able to look forward to retirement in, you know, a, a modestly comfortable retirement instead of having to have so much financial insecurity. And so, you know, we are seeing in the U.S. Um, a, a bump in unionization drives, especially at some in pretty high-profile companies at Starbucks and Amazon and, and other big retailers that have had very low wages, um, but clearly the workers there do essential labor. And uh, in, the, in the context of a lot of these union fights, they are bringing up the fact that CEO pay is soaring. Um, at, at Google, too, um, they've they're laying off uh, tens of thousands of workers, but the CEO was like the top uh, paid guy in uh, 2022, over $200 million in his pay package. And um, workers are, are lifting up the, the disparity and demanding better treatment. So we'll see where all this goes. We will indeed. And uh, some of that's being reflected more and more in the media where we actually see the pay raise being, or the pay amount for a CEO being mentioned in stories when uh, companies run into different challenges, you might say. Sarah Anderson, thanks so much for your time. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.